You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. The, the leprosy, I don't want to be misunderstood, is a real disease, but it's also used in the Jesus stories as a metaphor for the very real isolating effects of Roman imperialism. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery and this is episode 439. Our title this week is Trading Individualism for Community and our reading is from the Gospel of Luke. This is Luke 17, 11 through 19. Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go, your faith has made you well. So this story appears only in Luke, and it, and it may have been modeled on uh, a story in Mark, uh, say Mark 1, 40 through 45, but it, it could have also been based on Jewish tales of uh, Elisha healing Naaman in, in 2 Kings 5, 1 through 15. And we can glean something from this week's reading, e- even though the, the, the culture, the time, the setting, the context is far removed from ours. But, but in order to do that, we have to unpack a few things first. Again, we are far removed from the the cultural setting of our story. But if we if we'll just give it just a moment, uh, there's some wisdom here that'll come to the surface. So first, let's understand how the Torah approached skin abnormalities. Anyone with a skin problem was shown um, was to show it to the priest. And if the issue was thought questionably contagious, and 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 if it was considered to be a danger to the community, the person would be isolated for a period, and then re-examined before regaining access to the community. And the result was either inclusion or continued isolation. In Leviticus 13, 4-5, we have one example. If the shiny spot on the skin is white, but does not appear to be more than skin deep, and the hair in it has not turned white, the priest is to isolate the affected person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine them, and if he sees that the sore is un changed and has not spread in the skin, he is to isolate them for another seven days. So, let's talk about leprosy specifically. Leprosy was an especially harmful skin disease socially. And not only did the person have to deal with the negative effects of the disease itself, but they also had no social reinstatement to look forward to. There was no trial period back and forth. Lepers were sentenced to a, an isolated life, living away from their community and, and alone for, for, for the rest of their days. Leper communities were in 
invented uh, because of this. They were invented specifically so that lepers could still have some kind of, of community with whom to survive. Survival in Jesus's world, remember, it depended on belonging to one of many village communities, belonging to a community that was comprised of a network of rural families. That was how you survived, and a person could not survive on their own. So let's look at, at the purpose then with this context, the purpose of the healing stories in the Jesus story. And we can interpret these healing stories through a post-enlightenment naturalistic worldview that that challenges all miracles as, as <clears throat> violations of, of natural laws. We could question the historicity of, of all these stories, too, but, but I find um, many more life-giving lessons from, from interpreting the healing stories uh, as Richard Horsley does in his excellent volume, Jesus and Empire, the Kingdom of God and the New World Disorder. This approach, it, it asks us to take the healing stories not within our scientific context today, but in the social and political and economic context context that the original audience would have heard them in, given that their uh, cultural and worldview assumptions. In the four canonical versions of the Jesus story that we have today, we have to hear each of these stories in the debilitating context of Roman imperialism specifically. Remember, leprosy broke down a person's place in their village community. It isolated them from a community-based system of survival and transferred them to, uh, transformed their existence to an individualistic mode of survival. And, and, and that location was on the edges of their society. They were now on their own. In our individualistic culture today, we have the myth of success being the result of pulling up oneself by one's own bootstraps. And one of the deepest fallouts of colon colonialism is the repression of indigenous community ways, such as the, the community coming together to make sure everyone is cared for and where individual well-being was balanced with the common good or the community thriving. Colonialism has left each of us a, a kind of leper today, metaphorically. Colonialism has left us isolated from community and, and having to make it on our own individualistically. And this has been quite convenient for the capitalist elite who can consolidate even more power and wealth if we're only individuals working for our own survival, receiving only a portion of our work's value and having the majority of our hard work only going to make someone else richer. Jesus's ministry Remember, it wasn't to start a new religion, it, but to socially and economically renew his own Jewish society. His ministry involved restoring people to communal life in villages in a context where Roman imperialism was destroying communities, transforming landowners that belonging to a small village community to isolated individual workers on land that they once owned but, but had lost through oppressive Roman taxation and defaulted debt. In these stories, Jesus' healings, it represents the restoration of the rule or the kingdom of God, the God of the Torah, and the victory of God's rule 
over and against Roman rule, the Roman Empire. Jesus' world was one where people were restored from the economic isolation of self-reliance to a community dedicated to making sure everyone had enough. You can see examples of this in Acts chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 4. The, the leprosy, I don't want to be misunderstood, is a real disease, but it's also used in the Jesus stories as a metaphor for the very real isolating effects of Roman imperialism. The Roman imperialistic uh, economic structure, it broke down these community dynamics and it transformed people into surviving on their own, much the way that, that leprosy did. So Jesus acted to heal and reverse the effects of Roman occupation. He called his listeners to rebuild their community life. And in this week's story, we see yet another example of, of people being healed of that which kept them on the margins or edges of their society, isolated on their own. His goal, remember, wasn't just to heal people as individuals, but that they uh, also would present themselves then to the priests that's how it states in the in our reading this week, so that they could be restored to their community. It wasn't enough just to be individualistically healed. You had to go present yourself to the priest so that the community relationships itself could be healed also. And if this is a new idea to you, I want to recommend uh, the section Healing the Effects of Imperialism in Horsley's book, Jesus and Empire, the Kingdom of God and the New World Disorder. That's actually this month's recommended reading. That entire book is this month's recommended reading from Renewed Heart Ministries. So, so Horsley writes, like the exorcisms, Jesus's healings were not simply isolated acts of individual mercy, but a part of a larger program of social as well as personal healing. In these and other episodes, Jesus is healing the illnesses brought on by Roman imperialism. He was pointing, pointedly dealing with whole communities, not just individuals, in the context of their meeting for self-governance. He was not only dealing with what we call uh, modern religious matters, but with the more general political economic concerns of the village communities as well, as we shall see below. And the, that's Kindle locations uh, 1391 through 1392, 1406, and 1440 through 1442. And, and Horsley goes on to explain, Jesus launched a mission, not only to heal the debilitating effects of Roman military violence and economic exploitation, but also to revitalize and rebuild the people's cultural spirit and communal vitality. In healing various forms of social paralysis, he also released life forces previously turned inward in self-blame. In these manifestations of God's actions for the people and in his offering the kingdom of God to the poor, the hungry, the despairing people, People. Jesus instilled hope in a seemingly hopeless situation. The key to the emergence of a movement from Jesus' mission, however, was his renewal of covenantal community, calling the people to common cooperative action to arrest the disintegration. And there he's referring to the disintegration that was the result of Roman imperialism. And we can see examples of this community building once again in the early chapters of Acts, 
Acts 2 and Acts 4. At the end of this story, the writer states that the only leper who was thankful uh, was a Samaritan. And and with this point in the narrative, we can see the anti-Semitism already growing in Christianity by this point. So I don't find this part of the story to be very life-giving. Jewish people had always believed that the restoration of justice and the end of oppression and violence, that it was for all people. And bringing up the Samaritans, it just seems like another Gentile Christian attempt to distance their group from their Jewish siblings and cast those Jewish siblings in a in a negative light, as if they were the ones that were prejudiced. And had they wanted to extend Jesus's liberation beyond the borders of of Judea and Galilee, the author. I think the author of Luke could have uh, accomplished this without this plot point towards the Samaritans uh, or towards the Jewish people and accusing them of being anti-Samaritan. But 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 since it's in the story, I think it's important that we as Jesus followers today just be honest about it. So what is the gem of wisdom in this week's story? Well, as I briefly stated earlier, we're living in the wake of colonialism's global destruction of so many indigenous cultures and and repression of their communal way of life, including here in the United States. And this week's story, it calls into question the myth, once again, of pulling up yourselves by your bootstraps. And it calls us to abandon, to trade individualism and to lean into instead those more communal ways of living. And those who have much more wealth to gain from our isolated way of living, uh, they'll try to scare us with saying that this is is socialism or this is communism. And I just want to remind you not to pay attention to them. Realize that the game game they're playing, they will make way more, uh, they will create way more wealth for themselves out of, of pushing us to be individualistic and isolated. Lean into, instead, uh, the Jesus story here. Those of us from Western cultures, we have a lot that we can learn from other cultures that value community well-being over and alongside individual thriving. There are ways of structuring our society where the common good is emphasized, where the community thrives alongside each person comprising that community, where we collectively take responsibility for for taking care of every person. And again, they can call it socialism, but I disagree because socialism doesn't go far enough. Socialism doesn't even begin to to, to approach um, uh, the kind of societal transformation that following the Jesus that we read about in these gospel stories does. So heart group application this week, number one, Share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, list some of the ways that you see our present system pushing us toward isolated individualism for our survival and discuss these with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. Uh, You can find Renewed Heart Ministries, remember, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you haven't done so already, uh, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our daily post. And also, if you enjoy listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, please like and subscribe to the JFE podcast through your podcast platform, whichever one you use. And consider taking some time this week to give us a review. This helps others 
find our podcast as well. And if you'd like to reach out to us through email, you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com. Right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week.